Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb, and I have another great Minnesota Made company on this episode. And this is the first episode I've ever tried this whole mobile device technology where I got this little Bluetooth thing plugged into my podcast machine that connects to my phone. And Jessica is on the phone with me. So uh, bear with me. Uh, so far, we did a little test and it seems to be working fine. And uh, But this is new grounds for me. Jessica Wolf, the Director of Sales and Marketing. How you doing, Jessica? Hanging in there today. Thanks for asking. Appreciate it. Good, good. And you are the Director of Sales and Marketing for a company by the name of Storit, correct? That is correct, yeah. And where is Storit located? Storit's in Mankato, Minnesota. So we're about, for all of our Twin Cities friends, we're about an hour, hour and a half south of uh, the metro area. Okay. All right. And uh, it's kind of a, I don't know, self-storage business with a kind of, uh, unique twist. It's not the typical self-storage that you would see driving along the uh, the highway where there's kind of garages that are stacked next to each other and you pull up your truck or trailer and throw your 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 precious items into storage by opening that garage door and unloading right there and then. It, it's more enclosed. It's uh, climate control. Like, well, I don't know what you call it. Internal storage or what, what would you yeah, call so it? Yeah, so we, we, we call it climate controlled. Yep. Climate controlled storage. Yeah. And uh, the whole idea of this came about due to the desire to improve the commerce of the local Mankato area with big box stores closing up due to, I don't know, do you think, uh, uh, first of all, what what store was in the building that you guys purchased? So it was formerly a Lowe's building. So it was quite a large footprint here in Mankato uh, that was vacant for quite a long time before uh, the building was acquired. And do you th- was the vacancy have any kind of COVID tied to it or was it vacant well before that? No, it was prior to that. So, okay. I, mean, I mean, drive around any southern Minnesota town or, I mean, any smaller town uh, for that matter. And you see vacancies of these larger big box stores. I mean, we've seen JCPenney's close. We've seen Target's vacant. I mean, it, it's affected lots of these large chains, Lowe's um, not excluded from that. And Lowe's was one of those in Mankato that had vacated. Gander Mountain, we lost about the same time here in Mankato. So there were several of these large buildings that were just kind of sitting. Do you, Can you contribute that to anything? Do you know why they went vacant? And Was there anything that happened to the downtown area? Like, I don't know, redirecting traffic through <laughs> different major highways or something? To me, to me, I see the opposite happening. You know, in Buffalo, I live in Buffalo. So Buffalo had a thriving downtown area. It's a bunch of small shops and businesses. Well, Walmart and Target move in and it wipes out the downtown area. All the small businesses go out of business, but the big box stores are thriving. So, you know, what, what do you, do you have any idea what happened in Mankato there in that area? You know, Honestly, I feel like it's just the shift to online shopping 
And mm. I think a lot of these big box corporations, uh, we've heard a lot about these larger companies closing down certain locations that maybe aren't their um, top gunners or their top. Okay. Uh, it's not meeting the know, numbers. Producer. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, in Mankato, just for an example, I mean, we have a Menards, a Home Depot, a Fleet Farm, and then we had a Lowe's on top of that. And so that, that's a lot for a small community. And so as online shopping has become more prominent, I think uh, looking at the bottom line, some of these business owners in these companies are saying, hey, I think we can we can trim the fat a little bit in some of these locations and boost online sales more. And we saw that with Sears. We've seen that with some JCPenney's locations. Um, I know tar- there's a large Target in New Ulm that closed not far from here, about 45 minutes from here. Those companies thinking they can redirect traffic to other locations and the idea of People either buy online or they'll drive to come find us. And I'm a little surprised it'd be a Lowe's simply because I purchased a lot of my items online and even my groceries, Instacart, I use that. Yeah. So, but really, uh, the only store I still go to is Menards down the street. Right. And simply because you can't buy a two by four, you know, online. <laughs> but, uh, you know, those big home improvement or, items are needed from time to time. And uh, so I'm a little surprised it would be Lowe's just due to my own personal experience. But uh, And it I, could just be due to the fact that we have, we're, we're home improvement friendly or heavy in yeah. Mankato rather. Yeah. So we've got all of those other options too. And yeah, so ultimately I don't know, yeah. but that would be my suspicion is that for the size of community that we are, where we are located with the presence of Menards, in several locations in a Home Depot that um, maybe they just decided it wasn't profitable for them at this time anymore. Yeah. Okay. A quick message from our sponsors. This podcast was brought to you by Minnesota Risk Partners, specializing in risk management and insurance services for Minnesota-based companies. Check them out at minnesotariskpartners.com. All right. So store it. Take me from the beginning. How long has it been around? Yeah. So store it opened in June of 2020. And so uh, right in kind of the heart of the pandemic, <laughs> uh, Good the idea. idea had been, yeah, right? <laughs> the idea had been fostering for a while. It just obviously took a lot of construction to get it from a, and to find the right partners to fill the building. So the entire building was purchased, but we found partners to kind of split the building into thirds. So they needed to find partners so we didn't have to fill the entire building. Mm-hmm. And then the amount of construction it took to get it from a big box store to kind of what we need it to be with a multi-level elevator system, bathrooms in different places. uh, It it took a little bit of forethought for sure. Yeah. So the entire building isn't storage at only a third of it is? That's correct. Yep. So building was purchased and then divided into thirds effectively, more or less. And so we have two partners that purchased the two-thirds of the building uh, that run businesses out of here as well. Okay, got it. Now, who's the founder of Storit? What's the owner's name? Yeah, Brian Evenson. And so he is a local treasure here in Mankato, business owner, operator of several different businesses. Uh, And then uh, Kyle Smith as well. So he is one of the other owners and investors here in Mankato. And... uh, did Ryan and Kyle, is this like a, a, a dream of theirs to get into the mini storage business, the self-storage business, or how did this come about? And do they have any kind of experience in the self-storage business? You know, I think at the heart of it, they're just smart 
businessmen, mm-hmm. uh, I think, and they love Mankato. And with this huge eyesore retail building sitting empty, I think two smart business guys looked at it and said, there has to be a better way yeah. to make use of this building so it's not just sitting. And I think that's really where they started ideating and coming up with a way of how do we make this something that's serviceable for the Mankato community? How is it expandable? How can we make this so we can do this in other locations for other small communities that have these big buildings? And what's the most helpful, right? Other than opening another retail location or housing or something like that, that doesn't really fit the bill for a building like this. Yeah. And I know you opened kind of at a bad time in the middle of the pandemic. So it may have uh, delayed expansion uh, ideas at this point in time. But are are you guys considering other places at this point in time or are you just going to focus on this one for now? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. The idea is we would love to expand. I mean, you drive along roads in small towns, like I said, in southern Minnesota, and you see these empty Shopco buildings, you see these former Kmarts, and they just need love that could be a use for these communities. And so they don't just have these empty buildings sitting on the side of their roads uh, as mm-hmm. people are, are coming and going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are the other types of businesses that uh, Ryan and or Kyle are involved in? Yeah, so um, construction, construction and real estate are primarily the the sectors that they focus on. Oh, well, that that makes sense. So uh, construction, so they, they purchased the building and they were able to basically do most of the work themselves through their other businesses? Sort of, yeah. So, I mean, they definitely, uh, with Ryan's team, with APX Construction in Mankato, they uh, were able to project manage the building and, and um, be hands-on the whole time. So let's talk about store it if I'm a customer. If I if I have things to store and I have options of places to store my things, why would I choose your facility? Sure. So I think you talked a little bit about before driving down the highway and seeing these... Uh, yeah, gr- massive garages with 100 garage doors, right? That's the Correct. typical, right? You got it. And I think that's what people think of when they think of storage. Um, but there's so much more to more possibility than that. So stored is a climate controlled facility. And our idea is that we're taking that idea that most people have about storage and flipping it on its head. So our building is completely climate controlled. The feel of it, the look of it, it's all different. So we have high-end finishes throughout the building. We've got a coffee bar. We have a conference room, Wi-Fi throughout the building. We have indoor loading bays. So if it's 20 below outside, people can drive their cars right in load and unload. The idea is it's an extension of people's homes. It's a third car garage. It's a fourth car garage. It's it's a garage if you don't have one, if you're an apartment dweller. Um, it's extra space for businesses. So we've seen a lot of that too. For things that can't hold up in a metal garage with creatures crawling through it and the temperature changes and for things like furniture, family heirlooms, uh, business files, things that, uh, like I said, need to be temperature controlled, it uh, provides that opportunity. Okay. So it's a self-storage facility that has mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, a coffee bar, and a conference room? Is that what you, you said? Yeah. 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 Wow. So are people using those services? It's a little surprising. It's cool. The idea of it's yeah. cool. But, you know, I have some boxes to drop off. Sure. And uh, do people swing by and get a coffee and sit around and meet with their friends in the conference room and jump on their laptops and do some Wi-Fi, some internet work? I mean, is is that happening? 
Yeah, and actually the, the use case for that we most often see are people that are either moving into town, they've got the moving truck in the facility, they've got uh, the guys are working, but they need to be here with their stuff. Okay. And um, so they're here, they're with their kids, they're with their families, and they've got people working either with them or for them, and they need a, just a little bit of extra space to hang mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, businesses. So we have businesses that will have um, pharmaceutical samples dropped off and their reps need a place to sit and do a meeting for a while. Or we have uh, medical equipment, uh, kind of a central location for some of these sales organizations or other businesses for people to come in and out. One of the other unique things about our facility is that we have all digital keys. So there are no locking keys on our units. Everything is run by your smartphone. So it makes it easy for these businesses to have large sales teams of 10, 15 people all share a digital key to the unit, they can all have access and nobody um, loses the key in the back of their trunk in the middle of winter and nobody can get in the unit. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, I, I know that technology is out there too for uh, showing homes. If you want to sell your home, you can put this like digital, uh, I don't know, lock on your phone or access on your front yeah. door. And uh, rather than having the old school lockbox and, and that type of thing, or even um, physical keys, you're able to get in and out of the house with your with your smartphone, and it logs everything in. So, I guess yep. I never considered the self storage used for the business guys. You know, yeah. sales, storing your inventory, and uh, what what types? You said medical device is uh, one of the businesses that are occupying one of your spots now. Is that right? Yep. So it's a medical device company and they've got some larger items that it just don't necessarily can't fit five or six in a vehicle. Um, And so they they store them here and reps will come and grab one as they need and they'll have new samples delivered and we stick them in their unit for them. And yeah, it's a nice symbiotic relationship in that way. And there's a, I don't know, a a loading dock on the inside in case it's cold outside? Yeah, we actually have two of them. So our, our First one, you can fit two semis in there if you need to. Wow. Uh, and so it's large enough where you shouldn't need to yeah. uh, unload stuff in the parking lot in the freezing cold or the rain or what have you. Are people able to store vehicles in there or not? Unfortunately, no. Okay. So inside our building, our hallways aren't long enough. So we've done motorcycles, we've done scooters, things like that. Mm-hmm. Vehicles, you can't quite fit a car in here. All right. So, you know, the, the coffee bar, as you're describing that and, uh, <laughs> and the uh, conference room, you know, the whole moving process is stressful. Everybody hates it. You, your, your nerves are fried. Maybe you've driven That's a long right. way and you're going, you're dropping stuff off, running here, running there and being able to, hey, let's get a coffee and chill out for a little bit and uh, check my email. That's legit. I mean, I can see myself what? using that for sure. Well, and I think it's a security thing too. I mean, perception is everything. So we want people's stuff, people to feel like their things are safe. So, I mean, if you have your whole life stored here, if you're building a house or what have you, and we're the middle ground, like you want it in a safe spot. If it's everything you own, you want it to feel safe. You want it to feel inviting. You want it to feel comfortable. You want it to feel like it's it's a place where you can go and not be afraid to go after it gets dark. Yeah, that that brings up a point. I mean, I've seen some sketchy self-storage units out there in the middle of the nowhere, not hardly lit, no gates, yeah, on a gravel road in the front of it. And and uh, yeah, the boogeyman could be hiding around the corner for sure. And, uh, you know, if I was 
not the big muscular man that I actually am, I would be a little, little, little afraid to go to my storage unit in the middle of the night or when it's getting dark at some of these places. Have you seen those places that I'm referring to? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I think I'm more afraid of the mice though. <laughs> mice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get it. And uh, some of them, you know, and there's some good ones out there. I don't want to knock outdoor storage. There's some really good ones. Yeah. I think this is just a completely different philosophy on storage. I agree. And my girlfriend was using a climate controlled storage that this is my first exposure to it. And, uh, and this was just only a few weeks ago. So there too, uh, you pull up and you park in the inside and then there's these big carts that you might see at a Lowe's, right? That you yeah. can haul your boxes on these big carts. You load up the carts, you, you pull them down the hallway to your unit, unload them. And it really wasn't any more inconvenient, I, I didn't think, than being able to pull right up to your garage door and unload it. Because, I mean, you can fit a lot of, lot of stuff on those big carts, yeah. and they roll real easy on the concrete. It's well lit. Uh, you can see everything clean. So that was my initial thought to the internal, st- the, the climate control storage. Well, I'm going to be hauling this stuff to the other side of the building, and it's going to be terrible. <laughs> and uh, But it really, it wasn't that bad. It's, it's loading up a cart, pulling it a little distance, and then unloading it. It's, rel- it's yep. easy. That's exactly it. And, you know, we have electric carts. So even for those really heavy items that you don't want to push on a cart, we have electric carts and electric pallet jacks that help for that. Of course you do. those type of scenarios, too. Electric carts. Man. Yeah. Uh, Concept, right? <laughs> So between the electric carts, the coffee bar, the conference room, the Wi-Fi, the digital keys, the climate controlled, being well lit, safe and protected. And it's probably got to cost like three times as much as what the typical outdoor storage costs. That's my guess. You would think, but it doesn't. It really doesn't. It's all based on value too, right? So if you've got a couch, $5,000 couch that you need to store during a move, I mean, mm. yeah. If, if it's not even double to store it in a climate control facility uh, for the safety and peace of mind that your couch isn't going to get ruined, I mean, that's, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, that's true. Can you give me an idea, some pricing? And I, I'm sure they could go to your website and check it out. But Yeah, absolutely. So all of our prices are always listed on our website. I mean, it kind of runs the gamut. So we have small units all the way down to like a five by three that started as low as like $45 a month. And we run promotions too. So I think right now on our second floor, a five by three unit, $25 off the first two months. And so you can get that for 20 bucks for the first couple months. So depending on how long you need it. Okay, that's cool. Speaking of your couch getting damaged, <laughs> I have a real life, I have a, <laughs> a real life story surrounding this. I own an ins- uh, one of my businesses is in a, a insurance agency. And I had a client who was in the middle of the move and had to store some things and they sat in storage for, I don't know, several months. And during that period of time, their water seeped under the garage door, right? Seeped under the garage door, got a lot of his furniture wet, wet equals mold, and a lot of the things had to be replaced. I I don't remember the total amount of damages, but let's say it's, you know, $20,000. And now you enter into the fight between his home insurance company, which involves me, right? 
and the storage facility. You know, who's at fault, who pays what, that type of thing. And right. it wasn't easy to try to navigate those waters and determine and uh, who is responsible for what. But uh, yeah, having that peace of mind and not having to deal with something like that, I'm sure if he could rewind the clock, he would have chose a storage facility such as yours and avoided all of that for sure. Yeah, and unfortunately, we hear stories like that all too often. Um, we just had a couple move in, and they said they're in between apartments. They're moving for the second time. The first time they moved apartments, they used an exterior storage unit, same type of situation, water, and then it froze in the wintertime. And so uh, when it thawed in the spring, they went to get their furniture out. It was it was all moldy and smelly, and they're like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing that again. So mm. they, they learned from, from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a hassle for sure. Now you're not into the pods or any moving business at all, are you? No, no, that's not part of it. We do partner with a local moving company, and so we will help coordinate and get the best pricing for our customers if they need moving services. We will help them coordinate that all okay. together, and uh, so they, I mean, they never have to be here. We helped a guy in California who was doing a job move to Mankato. And the moving company, we got the digital key shut up, set up. He shared it. His stuff arrived two weeks before he did, and he had never been here yet. Nice. So, um, yeah, stuff like that makes it pretty, pretty easy. Yeah, that's that's really cool. All right, Jessica. So again, store it located in Mankato, Minnesota. If you want to store some things, either for personal use or for business, if you're a business owner and you had too much inventory or if you want multiple people, multiple your salespeople to have access to your inventory, this is a great place. In between the, again, the climate control, you know, stuff isn't going to freeze or melt, the coffee bar, the conference room, the indoor loading dock, the Wi-Fi, the electric carts, the digital keys. Man, this is the the luxury of uh, <laughs> of self storage. It sounds like, but for still for a beer budget, I mean, the prices are reasonable. So, check out their website, uh, Jessica. Could you mention the website quick? Yeah, so we're at storeit s t o r e i t m n dot com. Storeitmn dot com. Awesome. Yeah, check us out on our Facebook and our Instagram and our LinkedIn too. So we do a lot of community events such as trick-or-treating. We'll have Santa here in a couple weeks. Uh, And so we've got a lot of fun community events that we keep people posted on on our social media channels. That's right. I heard about this. Okay. So during COVID, trick-or-treating became an issue. Like, hey, knocking on doors and is this safe or not safe and wear a mask, not mask or vaccinated, not vaccinated, all that, right? So what you guys did is allowed local businesses to come to your facility and kind of set up a booth. And then kids were allowed to go through um, at intervals, uh, six feet apart type thing and trick or treat and get their candy, right? Is that kind of how it went? You got it. Trick or treat from six feet? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that's a t-shirt right i know i wish we would have made up yeah we called it spooktacular we did the second annual one just a couple weeks ago the friday before halloween we had over three thousand people through the facility trick-or-treating indoors if you're a princess jasmine you didn't have to be princess jasmine with a winter jacket underneath it right kids parents were happy yeah yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, trick or treat and Halloween can be hit or miss as far as weather. That's for sure. Yeah, we live in Minnesota. Yeah. And you got you, did you say you got something else coming up for the holidays regarding this? Not, I mean, yeah. So in December, on December eighteenth, we're we're putting up a live Christmas tree in our large bay. So we'll have about an eighteen foot live Christmas tree. If people can take pictures in front of, we'll have Santa here, and then we're going to have some live reindeer in our parking lot. Wow. Uh, people can come take their pictures with, pet, look at. Cool. Yeah, Good for you. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So check them out again, storeitmn.com. Jessica, I appreciate your time. And I think you guys are onto something here. And uh, I, I, I believe in this business concept and I think you guys are going to do great. Thanks so much. Appreciate you having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Jessica. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.